0: and welcome to episode 47 of State of M.I. Sports. It's State of M.I. Sports. We talk about the teams we love and you love in this great state of Michigan. Stay in touch with us on our social media, State of M.I. Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Also like our Facebook page with the same name, State of M.I. Sports. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You're alerted when a new episode is out. And share us with some friends to help us grow our audience. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel to watch each segment as they get released throughout the week. Uh, episode 47, we're going to start out by, by talking about a story that... I, a lot of people have probably missed, and I think it's it's actually a much bigger story um than people are giving it credit for, and it truly affects one of our teams in the great state of Michigan um pretty significantly um I think of it as a negative and we'll we'll kind of dive into that I don't wanna be a spoiler, so I'm gonna just just listen. And just right. It's the it, first thing we're talking about. Yeah, so, so it's not t- we'll get too to big of it. a spoiler. Yeah, but we'll get to it. Just after the first commercial, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after the break. <laughs> um, we're also going to talk about uh, some Lions moves, uh, some free agent signings, some trades that they made. Um, they trade, you know, arguably their best defender. With Darius Slay, so we'll talk a little bit about that and the return that they got. Um, and of course, we'll grade some Michigan beers. I am Sam Waltart, and with me today again is Ryan Waltart. Glad to be um, here. We're doing it, just just us two again. Uh, Mike is still working, Kyle's in hiding. So yep. uh, as long as everybody's healthy and, and strong, we're, we're, we're okay. So um, it'll just be us two today. And um, before we get into our beer intros, I, I did kind of want to just kind of have a little I would say round table, but that doesn't really work with just two people. Right. So just a back and forth. A back and forth table. Yeah. So uh, I. Across think, the table. Yeah, across the table. So actually, that that, that reminds me. What's that? We are not breaking oh, any rules here. Got the measuring so tape I got out. The measuring tape out for the listeners and everybody that's watching, and we are at. What is it? Seventy-four inches, which is six foot two inches. Two inches. So I think.
1: I think that's spot on from we what we said last week.
0: Spot on. I think you're right. Yeah, we did say that. Didn't six we? one or
1: six two. We were right there.
0: So we are not. This podcast is not breaking any raw laws or rules. or right. Anything like that. We're so keeping, stop judging us. Yes, we're keeping our social distance <laughs> here. So um, the mics
1: are labeled. We're not sharing mics. Yes,
0: exactly. We, that's what great idea. That, I knew I labeled these yeah, for Who reasons. did that? That was a great that's idea. Very smart. So, um, gonna give that guy more credit.
1: Some One of these days.
0: Yeah. All right. So anyways, what I wanted to talk about was it is today, as we record, it's Tuesday, March 24th. Um, it is National Takeout Day. I don't know if they plan that with everything that's going on in the world or if there's just kind of like a new thing, but it's National Takeout Day. So Ooh. it kind of made me think like what is your favorite place to get takeout from, um, whether it's dinner or just a business lunch or whatever it is that you got going on into to the office. Like, yeah. Is there something that you generally like is your go-to? I mean,
1: personally, this is so easy for me. It's Chipotle. Okay. Uh, Chipotle is any time of day I can eat it for lunch, dinner. I mean, that that's kind of our go-to.
0: Have you had the queso blanco? The new, the new queso? no, I haven't. It's, it's pretty no. solid. I don't
1: normally get the queso. I normally, oh, I normally load it up with guacamole and oh, and all gotcha. the other stuff. That's so. right. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't, can you mix queso and guac?
0: Yeah, and it's really good. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, I all get. Right. Both.
1: <laughs> it doesn't seem like a mix, but.
0: I mean, it's. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it works. I, I never yeah. think of it that way. I just yeah, things people, I like, I add. Yeah, I get, yeah. the get the burrito bowl. Good yeah, strategy. F- yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. And then you can ask for the tor- tortilla on yes, the side. Yes, I love that. And you, yeah, then you make like half your, half
0: your burrito bowl into a burrito because everybody
1: knows the burrito bowl, you get twice as much food as oh, if you just yeah. put it into a burrito. For so
0: sure. um, that's kind of my my go to as well. Like ordering into work, like that's what I crave. Right around you know twelve twelve thirty, it's like, all right, am I gonna go Jimmy John's? order in or am I gonna do like Chipotle or something like that? that. for some reason those are the only two that we really do at, at the office, but um I
1: will say two Scots. Two Scott do they do they deliver? They oh, I sure. think they I think they do, yeah. Do they? Ooh. Are we are talking about delivery or takeout?
0: Well I guess yeah
1: takeout you go pick it up, right? Yeah it's true.
0: Yeah that's yeah. a good point.
1: <laughs> so the guys that come in to our office and they and you know even from like overseas, I always push them to two Scots. Okay. That's the barbecue place if you're not familiar on Leonard Street. Right across from the Mitten, right? right across from the Mint, Yeah. And, Terrific, absolutely terrific. The I've guys. I had
0: it once. I don't remember what I.
1: Burn ends. Yeah. 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 Brisket. I'm
0: not much of a, a, a barbecue guy. For some reason. Oh really? Yeah. Like the the I don't know I. That's disappointing. I Don't like messy food. Like that really bothers me. How messy it is. can Use get. a fork, man. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I could. Yeah. But. Oh well. I don't know. I w- I would probably go with Chipotle as well. Yeah. I was hoping to have a kind of an argument of what we like better, but. I mean, if we're going to agree, we're going to agree. It's (laughs) just Chipotle, yeah. yeah. Can't go wrong. That's fair. Uh, So it is time to introduce our Michigan beers for episode 47, but before we do, I want to remind everyone that although you can't go and sit and eat and drink at the hops, I wrote it out better than you said. What did
1: you just say? All
0: right, let me just just start over here. I think
1: there's a drink in there.
0: Yeah. It's been a long day. All right. It's time to introduce our Michigan beers for episode 47, but before we do, I want to remind everyone that although... You cannot sit while you eat and drink at the Hobbs Brewing Company and Cafe. You do not have to miss out on their great beer during the shutdown. Uh, they are open Monday through Friday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. So you can continue to support them by purchasing crowlers, get rowlers, gift cards, and merchandise. Uh, they have great beer, great staff uh, that you know we need to support now more than ever. The Hobbs is the official brewery of State of My Sports in 2020. And if you mentioned State of My Sports, you get a dollar off your first crawler, so it's a good deal that's a good deal i even I even used that one the other day so. oh did you it worked out really good yeah. nice um and then I did here today, so today's tuesday i, I don't know if it's going to be a continuing thing, but for mug club members since you can't drink out of your mug, they said you get two fifty dollar two two dollars and fifty cents off of your your first crawler so oh. it's a better deal than they gave say to my sports listeners but just We're, use
1: use the combo and then yeah yeah get that's it for a great free. Point. Yeah. <laughs> <Right? Yeah. laughs>
0: They're paying us to <laughs> to take the beer off their hands. So, um, Ryan, do you uh, want to introduce your beer?
1: This is decadent dark chocolate ale from Atwater Brewery. That could have gone smoother too. <laughs> uh, I I was you know I keep I always shop at the same places to get the beer. You know. Yeah. And I'm running out of options. <laughs> I hear you there. And I'm trying to like you know do something that I haven't done or that maybe you guys haven't done either. And I came across this, and it just like right when I read it, it's like dark chocolate. I'm like, yes, please. That's I'll what sounded it.
0: good today. Yep. Nice. The chocolate. Cool. All right, I am drinking uh, from Brewery Vivant, which is in uh, East Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, it is called Hop Field. It's a farmhouse IPA, seven percent alcohol by volume. It's kind of got a little citrus and uh what's the word haziness to it Hazy, maybe
1: yeah. i'm a big fan of brewery vivant
0: yeah. yeah i'm not i'm generally not but this oh, really? was, this is probably one of my favorite beers i
1: food wise what about their food
0: i don't think i've ever ate there oh good food is it yeah it every really time does. i go there i have to get maru i'm a big sushi guy okay so all right maru's right there i can't and andrew would never let me say no <laughs> to maru either if we're right in the area fair so. enough that's okay yep As I perfectly teased in the, in the intro, there was um, the story that, that's kind of a big deal, especially <laughs> like I thought it was a good tease. I mean, Greeny would be jealous of that tease that I did. I think he would, yeah. So, um, but basically, what I what I ran past, and this was this it was an article that came out. Um, I want to say it was ten days ago, and I heard it as like a quick headline, and I really haven't heard anything about it since. But then I was it just. It is a massive deal. And I know we're dealing with the coronavirus, and this is going to be a coronavirus-free show. So we're not going to talk about it. Yeah, right. Obviously, we will a little we bit just in did. passing. But
1: By design, we're going to limit this because we want a little bit of escape, right?
0: Exactly. That's what we want this to be is an escape from from what everybody's going through. Um, so basically, w- w- what the, the headline was... So, in a, in a piece written by Bill Bayer of NBC Sports, um, Ronald Blum of the Associated Press reports that the ma- that Major League Baseball is considering canceling the 2020 amateur draft. Um, it is one of many issues that the league is trying to address, along with the union. Um, while the world while the world addresses coronavirus um, pandemic, the league is also considering putting off the upcoming international signing period. So massive, I mean, uh, canceling the draft is the, the key to this report. There are so many questions. How do you do it? How do you make it all happen? But, I like, obviously it affects the Tigers because we have the first overall draft pick.
1: Th- this affects the Tigers more than people, I think, at first glance, would even realize. Yeah,
0: it's probably a lot more than even the first overall pick. Is yeah, that, is that well, fair?
1: Because because we're we're such a bad team. This affects us this year and next year. Yeah. If they just cancel the whole draft and then these people are going to be pushed to the next year, that we could be missing out on two the top two prospects over the next year.
0: Yeah, because that's a great point. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't like think I, about I that we'll, we'll
1: get into it a little bit later. But the first overall pick in twenty twenty one, if the if the Tigers have the opportunity to draft that guy. In twenty twenty one he would be the second overall pick, yeah, and we'd have to choose between those two guys
0: yeah that's a really good point. I didn't even think of it that way. I guess I looked at it as if you're canceling the twenty twenty overall or twenty twenty draft, you're missing out like you're basically that last season's was a wash, and sorry, tigers, you were in last place, but yeah th- this is the way like the the logistics behind it does not seem possible
1: i don't even under i don't understand, okay, so from the m l b side let's just from from the their interest in this is that they would save money. I'm not exactly sure, maybe just throwing the the party I guess or okay. all that stuff but it's a way for MLB to save funds during this tough time.
0: Yeah. Almost like an excuse like right. they're using it as a like you said a way to save money, a way to hey, like we have to react. Like this yeah. is, we're not having problems over here. Like this is the real problem while you're correcting this that x y and z right and you have you know the coronavirus as your well this is why right yeah i'm not even i'm not even sure
1: well i'm not even no i agree with you but i don't understand how it really saves them a whole lot of money so they don't have to sign these guys so so that's the key so if you were to draft next year it might be in the club's best interest They they would be getting second round talent in the fourth round okay but they would be paying them fourth round money Okay. for second-round talent. Interesting. So that might be the, the I don't know, the angle that these teams are working with.
0: Yeah, and, and I don't want to, like, if you don't know a whole lot about it, like, please tell me because I don't. But they're also retry, they're trying to kind of redo the way that they do the minor league system. Do you think that they these kind of go hand-in-hand, hand? like it's a way for them to kind of push reset on the development program, so, like, all the single-A, double-A, triple-A, like, and kind of fix that? Because I know that that's been in the talks of, like, paying these guys more and figuring like having less having, having less, less people but yeah, more money and like yep. truly developing these guys not just taking everybody that you can i mean it, it might not be i mean it I, could it, be it, it very well maybe and it kind of feels like they might be using again using this issue to cover up this issue yeah this will. makes
1: no sense um, the other the other part of from mlb's perspective is they're they're claiming that the the teams that are drafting the talent might not have all the information that they would normally have because high school seasons were cut short. Okay. College seasons, they some of them only played, you know, 10 to 11 games. So they're they're saying that it's not fair for MLB teams to invest this kind of money in a player that didn't really show it at the top, let's just say the SEC at the end of the year, the top competition with the college world series and everything else going on, they they would want to see that before they invest the money in these draft picks. That is a terrible excuse, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, yeah, you can put pa- you can push pause on this. Yeah, absolutely. D- but just delay it. You can't tell an 18-year-old to turn 19. You can't yeah. tell a kid to to not graduate high yeah. school because of, of what you're going. I feel like as soon as you're doing this, and we, we talked about it with the NCAA, it's like as soon as you start messing with that, like you're messing with way too much than you really realize. It is. It sucks that it happened. It sucks that these guys lost their senior year in high school and college and all of that, but it's like, life sucks. Like, you kind of yeah. have to just
1: get used to it. You got to roll with it at this point. I mean, <laughs> yeah. everybody in the whole world is rolling with it.
0: Yeah, so uh, Bill Baer, he kind of went on, he said, canceling the draft w- would be a huge deal, not just for the players who would be drafted this year. It would also lower the value of the players in the 2021 draft, which is kind of what you brought up. Um, what might have otherwise been first-rounders may become second-rounders, second-rounders become third-rounders, Third become fourth, blah blah blah. Um, the same goes for international free agents who may not be signed until next year. So I i think it's just it is a very big headline that it's not getting a whole lot of traction. Yeah, and it, that concerns me. It's almost like they threw this out there to get a reaction. They didn't get the reaction, and it's so, almost scary now. And it's scary now because they're like, well we can just do this and nobody would care. Yeah. Because not many people really care about the MLB, the way that you do the... Like NFL and NBA and yeah, it know, I care it about NHL, but I'm probably one of the last few. Right. But
1: that's, that's <laughs> our, yeah, that's our kind of our thing though. Like I'm really into the MLB draft. Yeah. I pay attention to it. That's not the norm. I mean, the the average fan doesn't really care. The average fan of the NFL follows the NFL draft. So okay. it, it just is what it is, you know? Yeah.
0: I mean, and, and I think ne- none of us are going to, neither one of us are going to have these answers. I just, I thought it was worth bringing it up because nobody's talking about it and, I think it could start getting some traction, and it could become one of the bigger stories in sports here soon. Once, once the NFL draft kind of goes on and like is is passed, and we get over what with what we're dealing with the NFL but, draft. But the NFL draft is going on, and they're right. they're in April. Yeah, April twenty third. They
1: can do it remotely. <laughs> yeah, there's no excuse to it's, just cancel. And that's what
0: I yeah. And, well, and,
1: and we brought it up last week, so we we said, look, the best. The, the worst thing you could do is just start canceling things months in advance. Mm-hmm. You can always say that you need more time. Yeah. You can always delay things. You can always just push it back or just wait, wait to see what happens with this. In, in baseball. When it blows over, when it when it's completely over, just to be completely safe, yeah. that's when you could you could schedule it.
0: In baseball, it's the perfect sport to delay it because your draft is, is what, June, July? Yeah, it's in June. It's like in the middle of the season, so it's not like you're drafting these players and then you got to you know, do the physicals, you got to start training them to do your playbook or, like, anything like that. It's just basically you draft them and then you hide them. Right. You hide them where you want to.
1: When you're watching the College World Series and all those guys are out there, they they will tell you what round they were drafted in. Like, you'll see the big pitcher that was like, this is first overall. You know, Casey Myers yeah. a few years ago. Casey Myers was pitching in the Super Regionals as the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like... You know, it's not like they don't have time. They could push it back until after the College World Series if they wanted to. They, yeah. There's plenty of time to just wait this out, not cancel, postpone, do the right thing for for everybody, for the players involved, and for the teams that would not get that influx of talent when they actually want it. I yeah. think it's in their best interest to keep this thing. Yeah,
0: it'd be absolutely terrible. So, um, you know, more questions and answers at this point. But if the Tigers lose this first overall pick for what we went through last year as Tigers fans, I would be absolutely Furious. So I, I ask you to, to to bring up a few. Na- so let's say they cancel the draft, d- delay it a full year. They just get rid of the this draft order. They restart next year. Yeah, whoever gets last place, Tigers don't get last place. Blah blah blah. Lions. Or <laughs> sorry, even if they Tigers do, Tigers are missing out on who with this draft. If if it doesn't happen and these guys don't enter the draft like we're expecting. Who who are the the main targets? I, I know we're gonna have a draft special at some point with with baseball when we figure out what's gonna happen, but there are big names that could truly help this rebuild.
1: Yeah, I think there's two players that um, I guess all the the experts are are claiming this kind of comes down to, and it's it's between Emerson Hancock, a right-handed pitcher out of Georgia, and we've talked about him a, a little bit last year. Even. Yeah. Um, when he was 18 years old, coming out of high school, he probably would have been the number one overall pick. Okay. Uh, so this guy has just been at the top of draft boards for a long time, uh, and then the 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 other one is a first baseman called his name is Spencer Torkelson.
0: Yes, that's the name that I hear the most on on Detroit Sports Talk Radio.
1: Yes. Look, I know with all the pitching prospects that we have with the with the Tigers right now. Spencer Torkelson is the obvious answer because he's he's the hitter. We got to start at some point investing in hitters. Mm-hmm. I I probably have an unpopular opinion. My brother's probably going to be screaming at me <laughs> if, if he's listening to this, but I I think make the rich get richer. Like if you if you're rich in an area, get richer in that area. You can always especially with the t- where the Tigers are at, we're not hit one hitter away. Yeah. We should be collecting assets that we can then tri- like what are the odds that our best five pitchers in the minors right now will all become studs in the big
0: leagues? Probably one in five, it, right? Yeah, I like mean, it, it just doesn't happen. Less, really. I, I'm
1: assuming two or three of them are going to be studs. Okay. They're going to be good. And I think I know the, the the names, which ones they are. But if we just keep collecting assets as pitchers and we don't need them, what if a guy gets hurt? Another guy can step in. Yeah. If they don't get hurt, okay, trade trade, trade yeah, to get trade hitters.
0: To get someone else. You can always pay for... You can always pay for. You can, for the you can holes. always pay
1: for. Yeah, exactly. So, so I. That's my strategy. I don't know. That would be my strategy if I if I actually was in a position to so make who, decisions.
0: Who, you said the pitcher was it Emerson?
1: Emerson Hancock.
0: Emerson Hancock. Okay, I remember you talking about him.
1: Yeah, there's there's two others. So the top four are kind of uh, Emerson Hancock, Spencer Torkelson. We talked about them. Then there's a shortstop out of Vanderbilt, Austin Martin. He came on really strong uh, last year. Yeah, he, he hit like four hundred. Ten home runs, but he's he's a contact guy. He's kind of like a uh, Dansby uh, Swanson. Okay, that's kind of he he reminds me of him in college. Yeah, and uh, the fourth one is is at least on MLB.com. He's ranked as the fifth overall talent. It's Asa Lacey. He's a left-handed pitcher out of Texas A&M. Okay, he's a big body. He kind of reminds me of Robbie Ray the way he throws. Oh yeah, yeah, and he's got he's got really good stuff. He's like ninety four, ninety five from the left side.
0: That's yeah. That's left-handed nice to pitchers
1: have. are always kind of you know a little Not, more intriguing yeah, than they exactly. should be right but he's a higher strikeout guy Emerson Hancock pitches to more contact than you would expect okay so he's more like a one strikeout per inning guy when when aslac he's a swing and miss guy he's do like
0: you, do you think um i guess any any one of those four guys would fit in line with this rebuild cuz i mean so we're let's say a year away from these the the majority of these pitchers coming up and being a threat, right, in the yeah. MLB. Yeah, we've talked about do it, targeting f- do 2021. Do they fall in line with, with, with that, or would it be more two or three years ago when we were drafting these guys? So Casey Mize was two years ago now, right? Or was it three?
1: Casey Mize was two years ago. Two years ago. So Last year I was mean, Riley Green.
0: It, if we take one of these pitchers, it, I would assume two years – They'd probably be in the right in the same line with Casey Mize, right?
1: They they would not come up at the same time as Casey Mize. Yeah,
0: I guess I mean like on the same timeline. So two years behind yeah, Casey Mize, right?
1: Exactly. You would see you would see Matt Manning, Casey Mize, Tarek Skubal. These guys come up, get rotation time, and then maybe when the Tigers are starting to get better and gaining some traction, that's when this kind of a pick would jump into the rotation. Okay, kind of a really good timing in yeah. my mind. Yeah, so which is my thought with getting a pitcher.
0: Yeah, so but but if for the people that want Torkelson, or the shortstop. I'm sorry, I don't remember his name. Um, Austin Martin. Austin Martin. Look, I think would they they would probably be like hitters are are generally a year earlier than a pitcher, right? Yes. Is that safe to say out yep. of what, coming out of college? Coming out of college. Okay, so they're, these guys would ready. fall in line with where the core of this rebuild is.
1: Yeah, they could be. Okay, absolutely. If they show in the minor leagues, you can you can. Uh, fast track them to the majors
0: okay so MLB if you're listening do not take away this first overall pick there's too much value here and then hopefully again next year we have the first overall pick again and hey, look
1: this is this is the point Emerson Hancock Spencer Torkelson Ace Lacy. I would be okay with any three of those. If if this gets pushed back a year, we would have to. Let's say we have to pick through those same three people, plus the, the top the three next, people of next year. Yeah, draft. exactly. The top three people of next year's draft would then be competing with those three, and we'd only get one of them. Yeah, when we could get, and two we're not even guaranteed the number one overall. It would be a a huge disgrace to baseball. It would it would drive me crazy. I hope and pray it does not happen.
0: It is that time to talk about some Darius Slay and say our say our goodbyes. <laughs> Ryan, I want you to do the honors. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Goodbye, was, Darius Slay. This was Slayer. one of the things that we were kind of, we never saw eye to eye on yeah. um, when it comes to Darius Slay. Uh, you know, I I think if, even if you go back to to last year, I
1: you need some credit coming here. That's into getting into it.
0: I was like, I'm not a fan of his <laughs> attitude and blah blah blah. We'll get into that. Uh, in case you missed it, though, uh, the Lions traded Darius Slate to the Philadelphia Eagles for a third-round pick, uh, which is 85th overall, and a fifth-round pick, which is 166th overall. So, a lot to unpack here. I don't want to rush it. I think it, it's worth worth talking about. Um, but I want to start by just basically, basically saying I, I think we all wanted it to work out in a way. Like, even for someone that wasn't a big fan of his... Um, attitude and the way he carried himself like i still would rather him be there his talent is is unquestionable um but i think as we we kind of go through this segment here everyone will kind of understand why it didn't under why it didn't work out and why the return might look a little um underwhelming if you will um so at first glance it, it doesn't seem like he, Enough, especially when you see a guy like Jalen Ramsey uh, was worth two first-round picks last season with, with the with the Rams. Crazy. Um, I think he got a f- the first round in 2020 and the first round in 2021. Um, unbelievable that somebody would pay that that type of price for, for a corner, in my opinion. Um, but anyways, um, Slay eventually signed a three-year deal um, for $50 million um, and has an annual average value of 16.67 making slay the highest paid cornerback in the NFL so i want to kind of bring it into the, to that way right so let's look at the return that we got and then focus on on what he's getting paid i think those those kind of go hand to hand if you will so, i think
1: we need to separate those
0: okay yeah let's all right let's talk let's talk about the return
1: okay because that was the f- that was the first release yep yep so right? the third
0: round pick 85th overall from the Eagles and a fifth round pick 166 overall Seems underwhelming.
1: I was I was so disappointed to see what they got in return for that. A third and a fifth. I mean, we've talked about it on on this podcast. A fifth round pick and a third round pick, you're just hoping like a third round pick is like somebody who you're just hoping contributes at some point. Mm. Definitely not in year one. Maybe yeah. maybe year one, that that would be a, a big return if they do. If for a guy that's so impactful like Darius Slay, that was that was my initial thought. I was disappointed. It didn't make sense to me right away. Okay. What about you? What was your what were your I mean, thoughts? I,
0: I think I, I understood why it wasn't a first or a second. Um, third seems seems underwhelming. I When I first saw it, I thought it was a little underwhelming. But I also understand and understood kind of the the fact that the Lions' back was against the wall. They, they didn't have any leverage. The way that Slay was treating this offseason, really, even if you go back to the end of last season, the way he was talking, the way that he was disruptive which we, we'll, we'll dig into that a little bit more. But it's just – this is kind of like their hands were tied in a lot of ways. Yeah, you're you right. Did, you, you, were, you knew you had a disgruntled employee with Slay, and you knew that the, the Lions really weren't going to get a first-round pick.
1: And it was getting worse and worse. By the minute. Yeah. He kept, he kept making statements, public statements, about yeah. how he felt about the team, and that just – dropped the trade value that the Lions were gonna get for him.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, if you compare it to the Jalen Ramsey trade, it is Bob Quinn sucks at his job, right? Like that's that's what you think. Um but I think there's a a lot more to look at when it comes to it. And and I think they go and what I was going to say with, with kind of going hand in hand is you know, after the Eagles traded for him they had to pay him. So they gave him a, a three year extension, fifty million dollars, sixteen point six seven million if Good reason. He's, he's the highest paid. Yeah, like I wanted him. I didn't want him for that money. No, not at all. That is extremely overpaid for a corner. It right? I yeah. mean, like I don't want to undervalue a corner because I understand their value, but I don't think the drop off is massive. Like an elite corner is is obviously great to have, but when you take a few steps down, and I might. Get a little six to midnight later as we get in <laughs> to to some of the signings here, um, and I'll probably bring up the same thing. But it's like the drop off is not nearly as significant, and you can hide with scheme. And it, jokes aside of of Matt Patricia's scheme, I don't want to get into that. But yeah, there's gonna be go a lot there. of people that question that as well. But it's just but like, the point is you can you the can point get is you can hide corners. You can get somebody
1: close to his production. With not nearly the salary yes. of sixteen million.
0: That's insane. That the is, highest paid corner.
1: Yeah. Okay. He is not the for best three years.
0: And that's three years of his thirties.
1: Yeah. So we we were talk look, you were you were completely right. You were talking about Slade leaving for a long time. I didn't see it. I thought the Lions wanted to keep him. I thought he actually wanted to be a lion because he was a little bit of a distraction. Yeah. But he was not he w- he wasn't demanding a trade.
0: Yep. And it, it's so weird because he's He's saying all the wrong things, but then he says the one right thing. And you're like, okay, maybe it's okay. yeah, exactly. It's like a it's he like having a three year old. It's like, man, he's such a punk. And then just that one minute, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. He's like nice to his little brother, or big sister. Yeah, that, I don't, I'm not using anybody as an example here, but <laughs> it's just like he fools you for a minute. And I feel like that's kind of what Slay Not was a specific three year old. Yeah, right. So
1: <laughs> that's that's why I was fooled then because three year olds are just they'll they'll fool me every time.
0: And 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 look, I mean, it. I think Slay is worth having on the roster, and the money seems extravagant. Would I have been okay with paying it? Probably, especially when we have all of this cap space. Not me. But if the money doesn't get spent elsewhere, then I'll be like, all right, well, you could have afforded him for a year and see what happens then. But I don't think like I. We're in win now mode, right? But we're not in win now mode enough. I feel is like. is the way I wanted to kind of express. Is it's like. We shouldn't be paying the high we shouldn't have the highest paid corner on our roster, yeah, we shouldn't have the highest paid of any position really on our roster when we're going when we're trying to build the depth and i that, I think that the lions are trying to do here.
1: I think i I think about this too with um in the past the highest paid cornerbacks in the league. I don't see him as an impact player enough that he, he doesn't win us games. Like, yeah, the big play Slay, he's come up with some big plays here and there. He also got torched by uh, the oh, Chargers wide yeah. receiver last year. Yeah, uh, he did. Name is escaping me. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I know what you're talking but, about. But, I mean, like he, he does have those games, too. He's not the guy that people do not throw to. You mm-hmm. hear his name throughout the game. Yeah. So he does not have an impact of, like, a Darrell Rivas Used to have back in the day Where nobody would just throw where, Yeah he was he, he Literally was just, shutting down the Half of the exactly. field And making the quarterback Focus right. on Very good football it. player I'm obviously a fan I've, I've wanted him You know Darius Slay, Very good football player Yeah I wanted to keep him But not for Paying him more than Any other cornerback In football Insane Yep Nope I won't do it
0: So I think Then you So you We're on the same page Where Yeah we'd like to have him Not for this money But then The fallout begins to happen. So I kind of want to break this down. So first, on a local AM radio station, uh, WJR, Slay said he had no respect for Patricia as a person. Hours later, Slay talked to a local beat reporters and told a troubling story about the Lions head coach humiliating him in a team meeting, something Slay has clearly not gotten over. The relationship was severed. Severed, severed, yeah. During a team meeting in training camp, when Slay posted a picture of a receiver on social media, and Patricia told Slay to stop doing something <laughs> to the man. Something. And that's that's what I'm gonna say. We're kid friendly. Okay. No swearing. We don't do that anymore. Which I love that we don't swear. Um, we're, we've cleaned it up. We've, we're, we're anyways. So, <laughs> family friendly. I was gonna say it and like try to edit bleeps in there. <laughs> I thought that would be hilarious, but. I don't know how to do that. So, <laughs> But anyways, Slay got embarrassed in his very first training camp with, under Patricia. Um, earlier in the offseason, Patricia called Slay into his office and reprimanded him for working out with fellow cornerbacks Richard Sherman, Aqib Tlaib, and Xavier Rhodes. Patricia told Slay he wasn't elite and those players were and that Sherman was using him to get information since the 49ers were going to play the Lions that season. Slay was first-team All-Pro in 2017 and led the NFL in both interceptions with eight and pass defensed in 26. Uh, but coach knows best, right, is is what...
1: Um, Just saying, if you have those kinds of numbers for right interceptions right and passes deflected, people are, at you. people are throwing at you.
0: They're not afraid of you. Yeah. Is, that, is that what you're basically you're yeah, getting
1: that's, at? Yeah, I mean, those three guys that he listed, I would say, are, were more impactful for their teams.
0: Definitely no i i completely agree um so i i wanna i i think we need to unpack this a little bit um i mean yeah, trust- this... trust me when i say i like i don't think Patricia looks good in this scenario um or he kind of looks like a d bag like, in any scenario yeah or... right <laughs> um <laughs> he he doesn't come across good in this whole thing, but I do understand the way locker rooms work, i understand coaches and I went in the last season, like I already said, questioning Slay's attitude already, and I feel like this is telling me Slay was more of the issue. Slay had a personality issue that is just isn't good for team sports. Is that fair to say? I think, I think so. Okay, like again, Patricia should not be get he he should not be let off the hook on the words he used, and the way he's using it. But, look, coaches are trying to motivate. That is their goal. Look, Patricia, I'm sure Patricia doesn't think he's doing something to something's body part, any of that. He's trying to motivate Slay. I think the motivation was lost in trans- translation there. It was not good.
1: Right. Oh, and, sorry, oh, go like, ahead. Well, yeah, like, go for it. Like, you know, Richard Sherman probably it would have been motivated by that, but I don't know. Something in the back of my mind th- thinks that Darius Slay probably gave himself that nickname, Big Play Slay. Oh, oh, I, I right, Didn't, yeah, he probably he, he, he did. was the one saying that in the locker room. Yeah, and those are the kind of guys in my mind as a as a catcher in baseball. It's like the pitcher. You know, you just like constantly like don't don't put them in a bad frame of mind. Like, yeah, they're weak minded. That you you have to pump him up. When no, yourself you're
0: calling yourself big play Slay, you got some Exactly. Issues, so so he
1: had to like support him and be like, yeah, yeah, you are, you are the guy around here. Like you should take a pay cut to help us. Like he should have been being a little bit smarter about the whole thing. Yeah. Probably.
0: I, I just think Slay is, is, is coming. He, he thinks these stories are, are defending himself, but I think he's sounding petty. He even, he even said that a first impression is the only impression. Like, that is that is the exact opposite of the way you should be in sports because you have so many different first impressions. Like you got to be able to learn, live and learn with the people, and respect your coaches. Like what happened to the world? And and I know it's a I I get on this high horse with with basketball and and I think NFL probably way too often. But like when these players start getting paid more than the coach, yep. and the GM, like. <laughs> Respects the players more Young than the kids. coach. It's like, dude, just respect the coach, do what you're told, and just make your money. Like, just shut your mouth. I'm sorry, but that's just the way I look at it. And if,
1: if that's the worst thing that he said to Slay as a football coach, my goodness. I yeah, mean, right? That's, that's probably, not that big of a look, deal, it's right?
0: Probably a joke. How many times have you heard stuff like that in a locker room? It's all in a joke and it's all on motivation right. from so a coach.
1: He, so he walked away pouting about something as little and as that. he's still not
0: over. And he's it. still pouting about it. Yeah. And look,
1: go make your money. He did. Good for him. Yep. Just not with the Lions.
0: And I hope that the Lions play him and torch him in the playoffs somehow. I don't know if they play each other in the playoffs. I'd get very confused. Or
1: at least that. in week 1 when things matter still. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> but anyways, to, to break it all down, um I, there was there was even Uh, an inside report that somebody called Slay cancerous. Sorry, I I, I thought I was transitioning, but there was a part that I wanted to bring up. So they called him cancerous uh, by someone inside the locker room and saying he would not pay attention in team meetings. And then after the meetings, he would go out and, and basically in the locker room just say, don't listen to those coaches. They don't know what they're talking about. That is an issue. That is why I believe Diggs was traded, and I believe that's why Slay was traded. I like talent. I think talent wins more times than not in the NFL. But when you have that in there and you're trying to change a culture, you're trying to, um, you know, yeah, I mean, I guess the culture thing is is probably the right word, you, I guess.
1: You can't win on talent alone. We yes. saw that with the Browns last year.
0: Yeah, and and you also can't win when people are only looking out for number one. Yes. In themselves. Browns. Yes. in Lions. They have so much. <laughs> <to that>. Yeah. <laughs> Who's worse? Lions-Browns. <laughs> that, that's always the conversation. <laughs> right, it should be. <laughs> so the Lions didn't only have players that left. They are still adding players. And, and I think um, there's, there's at least a couple that are, are worth talking about and, and I think Lions fans really should be excited about. Um, so, so I think since we were just start talking about Darius, like actually before we move on, you made a comment about your brother. If he's listening. Yeah. If he's not listening, that's a massive problem. I wanted to bring that up last night. This was two segments ago. Okay. And I wanted to say if he's not listening, that's yeah. a big problem. You got to get that fixed. So, so he make needs sure to, he's listening.
1: He needs to text me this week. Then would he call in next time we talk baseball? I I think, absolutely, I think he would, yeah. That would be awesome. Next time he's home, even, he could probably jump on. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. We'll have to do that. Baseball talk. Yes. We'll but he, he needs to text me if he's listening to this, and then we'll know. That's his test. That's the test.
0: Perfect. He's not doing anything. They're it, in lockdown. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so- the really the one that I think is, is worth really digging into first is uh, from the Atlanta Falcons-Lions uh, signed cornerback Desmond Trufant. Um, he signed a two-year contract worth $21 million, including a $14 million guaranteed. So, I mean, 21, what is that, $10.5 million? Look at that math. First try. Yeah, first try. First try I did that. I didn't Good even job. have that written down. You know I didn't because you're looking at my notes. Um so, if, he's known as a consistent corner, but was limited to only nine games last season due to a toe and forearm injury, which um, I kind of look at that, and it's, it's not a considering. Like, those aren't type of injuries that are nagging and, and something to be worried about. So, so that's really nice. Um, but he did have four interceptions in those nine games, which I think is, is really good. Uh, Trufant turns 30 later this year. He's actually a, a tad older than Slay. Um, the there is a concern about a, a production dip, especially when you compare him like next to Slay, I think. I I would say Slay's more of a proven corner to be, you know, more in the top five. Like if you if you have a, a top ten list, if you will, um Slay would definitely be ahead of him. Yeah. But I
1: personally love the signing. True a, a name though. I mean it is. He's, yeah. He's known around the league. He's produced for a long time.
0: Yeah. Um with Slay Glon, I, I think it's the absolute perfect signing for, for much cheaper than what we'd have paid Slay. I think that's that's gonna come up a little bit here as we as we go on. Um I, I mean I would have loved to see them together. I think that would be amazing because I think they are pretty close to the same talent level, if you will. Um like I said, Slay's better, but the drop off. I think this is kind of where I'm, I'm getting at. The drop off is not nearly as as, with, as drastic with
1: the salary difference, right? That's yeah. I mean, you're you're at this point you need to compare what they're gonna give you in the end compared to what they're making right now, and and there's no way that you could justify uh, paying Darius Slay that amount of money when you could get a guy like Desmond Trufant for for ten and a half a mil or ten and a half million a year.
0: Yeah. So so basically you're paying. Let's just make it even six million dollars less. Than what you would have been paying Slay if you would assign him to the same deal that he did with the Eagles. And like like we mentioned here, you're losing. In a way, I think Slay could be labeled as an addition by subtraction. In yeah. a way. Because of the stories that are coming out and the issues that he was causing, that he admitted he, he was causing in a, in a way. So, right. Look. I don't know a ton about this guy. I'm not going to s- pretend I'm a cornerback expert uh, across the league, but it sounds like this this isn't, he's no slouch of a player. And then I think that's very important and very exciting for the Lions because, look, everybody was kind of dreaming the, the Akuda Slay, you know, tandem, if you will. And then you have Warrior and uh, Justin Coleman. Like, th- that was exciting to people. I don't think that – I mean, so say you still go with a CUDA at five or three or wherever we end up. If we can get a CUDA at a reasonable draft pick, man, you're, you that's – It's still a solid – It still is a solid – Backfield. Tandem. backfield. Yeah, yeah, backfield. Not to mention a couple more names that, that we're going to bring up later on. Um, I, I really like this signing. I think it's a very underrated signing. Yeah, I think I, I so think. too. And, and I think when they go hand in hand, it it's tough because you couldn't even – Get excited about it because honestly, as soon as it came out that the two or Trufant was was getting signed, Slay tweeted. So this is kind of funny. Slay tweeted at him. He goes, "Hey, congrats to my boy for signing. Hopefully, this is speeds up my ticket out." Yeah, of here. exactly. So it's like it, it, we had zero time. And Then the next day he was traded, so we had zero time to be excited about this signing because of the story of Slay. That kind of just was a dark cloud over the signing. Do not sleep on this signing. I want to tell Lions fans. I I think
1: if you compare, if you just look at the whole thing, the addition by subtraction, kind of what you said. If you look at, uh, so we lost Slay. My initial reaction was that is not nearly enough. But we lose Slay. We don't have to pay him sixteen million. The addition of Desmond Trufant plus the third and the fifth round picks. I'm I'm considering this. Uh, the Lions are on top after all, all said and done. I agree. I I think they got the better end of this. They're not having to pay the most amount of money we're, we're not a good enough team to pay a cornerback one player more than any other player at his position. We're not good enough to do that. Yep. I so agree. the only, the only position you could justify that is maybe a quarterback in, and we're not even doing that with Stafford right now. We're not even close anymore with Stafford. Yeah. So let's not pr- pretend we can do a slay. So, so getting true font the signing, I agree with you. I think it's just a really big signing for the organization. It still has that veteran guy who has more winning experience than Slay in the end too and maybe can help these young guys come you know farther along more than Slay would have. I'm not really sure about this guy either. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if he's like a good mentor, kind of a, a veteran, but it doesn't matter. He's still filling that that gap or that need that Slay left and we're not having the biggest drop-off, and we still can go out and get a young stud and and get a good backfield going.
0: Yeah, if it wasn't for only playing nine games last season and his injuries, I think he would have gotten a more of a long-term, a lot more money than what he did. I mean, two years tells me he's looking, looking for at least one more contract. Otherwise, he would have gone four and been okay with this being his last or even three potentially. But, like, two, it's like, hey, I want to show that I still have something and then get a big payday for one or two years again. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I agree with you. The other thing to to bring up with this too is, I mean, you said it—the toe and the forearm injury—not the most concerning injuries. They're not for, nagging for injuries. A cornerback, yeah. Darius Slay, Let's not forget that he had a hamstring injury going on the whole the whole season last year. He and had, the year he before. And I want the year to say. before. He had yeah. issues with his hamstring more than once. Yeah. Soft tissue hamstring. We know how delicate that kind of an injury is. Yep. in Future injuries. I wouldn't be the most surprised if, if you know, Slay ends up having to sit out a whole bunch of games the next few years because of a hamstring thing.
0: Yep. No, that's a really good point that we didn't bring up. So, um, I, I think with this type of money, so twenty one million seems like an awful lot, fourteen million guaranteed, but like when you compare it to Slay, so that, I mean, look, that's what you have to do. Yeah, you have to compare it to Slay. Talent wise, he's probably not there. Money wise. He's not there. So it's like, if you meet in the middle, who's going to come out on top? I I really like it. I think the reward potential is much bigger than the risk of this money, especially when the Lions still have a lot of cap space. It's not crippling them by any means. So um, I I really am excited about it. What
1: would you say uh, Trufant's talent is compared to Slay's, like percentage-wise? Would you say he's like an 80% player a 90% player?
0: You know, I— Again, I'm not an expert on on cornerbacks. I don't think Slay's necessarily a top five i would I would put him probably between five and seven. It, maybe he might reach four i again i I'm just kind of throwing yeah. numbers out. That's where I guess he's at based on what i i know of Trufant, I would guess he's more around you know twelve to fifteen top corner in the league. Yeah. So I don't think that that drop off talent wise is nearly as drastic for the money that you're going to bring up. Look, here, I I right? just
1: I just calculated it out. Desmond Trufant will be making sixty three percent of the salary uh, compared to Slay. It, that's only per year basis. So he has a two year contract compared to Slay's. Okay. What 3,
0: three? three year extension? So I think it's a total of four years. Total four years. He had years, one year left. Right. Yeah.
1: So, is Desmond Trufant? 64% of the player, 63, 64 rounded up, 64% of the player as Slay production-wise on the field? I th-
0: There's no question in my mind. That exactly. That, that, that seems the, so that, low. Yeah. It really does. Wow. So I, if
1: you put it in those terms, I think we can feel good about the, the trade. I guess yeah. it's not even the trade-off between Slay and Trufant and yeah. then adding the picks on top of it. That, yes. That's why I feel good about yeah, this. Yeah, and
0: look, we're not saying that a third-round third pick is going to be – or third and fifth-round pick is going to be – like. Game changer. A, a difference maker yeah. by any means, but I mean, quantity can be turned into quality. Yeah. And I think we will get into that a, a little bit later as well. Um, defensive tackle from the Patriots, Danny Shelton signed a two year contract worth $8 million uh, with, with the Lions. So he, he's a 345 pound nose tackle defensive tackle, if you will. Um, he was once a top college prospect who was selected 12th overall by the Browns in 2015. A free agent last year, Shelton, opted to re-sign with the Patriots on a one-year prove-it deal. It was a humbling decision, but he proved it, um, setting career highs in tackles with 61 combined and three sacks. 345 pounds. It's a big dude. Just clogging <laughs> that hole, dude. Like, I'm, like, again, I look at what you're losing, what you're gaining, Snacks, when he's at his best, was one of the best. This dude <laughs> sounds like he can fill in what sl- what Snacks did last year, right. if not a little better. And that's all that I want to see is just if you can get a little bit better at these positions, that's when you become much better.
1: If he could play more than four games, he'll be a lot better. <laughs> yeah,
0: because I know Snacks played in the games, but he was not playing he wasn't there. in the games. So um, I, I, I love his size.
1: I do too. I think this is a really good signing.
0: Yeah, and I I love where he's at in his career. I mean, six he's going into his sixth year. That's really one defensive tackles nose guard. I, I I don't know what the difference is to be honest with you. Do you know what the difference is between a nose guard? Is a nose guard like on top of the center? A nose guard,
1: yeah. A nose guard plays like that's a, if you run in like a four. three four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I did. Or like I did. a shifted four three. Yeah, you could okay. do that too, but right. but still lining up over the but center. But you can also yeah inside line guard up
0: in the center. Okay, but then he could also play tackle position. That's when these guys really become elite, if you will, because they start understanding the game, knowing their gaps better, knowing that they're not just pounding towards the ball. Yeah, but look, we don't need him
1: to be elite. This is a two-year, $4 million per year contract. All we need him to do is be an extra body. If if we can throw as many bodies on this defensive line as possible, we can get more production out of the guys we need production from. Mm -hmm. Then this allows guys to sub in and out to fill holes if, – if you just need him to get out there for uh, third and two and give some other guy who's a smaller body a uh, rest. Just arrest, take away the run. Yeah, just, yeah. Just, just fill the gap, lean on somebody, do your job.
0: Yep. And then, I mean, he, I'm assuming he worked with Jamie Collins. So did they go. work good together? Yeah. I don't know. But it, it kind of – linebackers – or, I mean, defensive tackles and nose guards are linebackers' best friends. <laughs> yes. They – Without them in front of you, the linebackers will struggle. I feel like that's what the Lions are kind of trying to build here: is like guys that they can move in and out in the defensive tackle position to benefit the linebackers.
1: Look at this rate. Give us three years, we're gonna have the entire Patriots roster. (laughs) (laughs) They just keep coming over. But you know what? So people get mad about that.
0: People get mad about that. How do you feel about?
1: Are you okay with it? Yeah, they're winning Super Bowls and we're not. Let's get their players. And, and, we you know, we'll trade. We'll trade our players for your players and see how it works out. Yeah, people, I'm, I'm good for that people trade. People
0: bring that up as, like, a negative. Well, Oh, Lions took another Patriot, blah, blah, blah. Look, like, yeah. no, it works. Oh, yeah, I'm fist and pumping. Honestly, in a show meter with Patricia and Quinn, I'm glad that they're bringing in people that they completely trust to do their job. I, that's the way every time they take a Patriot, I'm like, hey, Patricia and Quinn know that this guy knows that this guy's going to come in and do his job. And when
1: have we? Taken, that's what they need to do. And when it, when have we taken one of these guys that and they hasn't they haven't it hasn't worked out? Thank you. You know, thank like, you for saying that. they're not blowing up. They're not the ones ruining the locker room.
0: I agree with that. And I I so big, Drew and Jim Jim Costa. Big. I, I love the show. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna throw him under the bus. We're gonna now. rip
1: it. But yeah, but it's like good.
0: he was he always brings up Patriot signings and trades and like all these players as like negatives and I'm like who is the Patriot that hasn't worked out. Yes. No. Thank like, you. All of them have worked out and have done their job when they're in the position that they're supposed to be in. Like he brought up Justin Coleman, like, well, Justin Coleman was one of the worst corners. Yeah, when he was out of position. He was playing. And outside he wasn't lot? playing the corner, pos- yes. like the, the the nickel corner that he was brought into play because we lost because Slay's not doing his job or he was injured or a warrior or whoever like we lost him all these guys. It's like, yeah, when he's not playing his position that Patricia focused on him like look, we sorry. didn't
1: have we we didn't have a defensive line. There's a whole bunch of reasons why Coleman didn't produce. Exactly. And but the more of these guys that can come in, the coaches trust him. The coaches obviously trust Danny Shelton to pay him eight million dollars over two years to do his job, yep. and the more of those guys we can get, I'm completely okay with it. Let's turn over our whole roster into the Patriots and see what happens. Why
0: not? Yep. I'm, I'm not it. against it. Yeah, I'm really truly not. I mean, the Buccaneers are doing it as well, <laughs> bringing in Tom. Brady. Just like whatever. It seems to be a good thing for people. Yeah, it's not a bad thing, and I, I love that you said that. And I even we didn't we didn't even talk about that. When we're on the same page. We this didn't, is a, yeah. this is an incredible episode. We're just <laughs> on the same page. For for the most part, um, so yeah, I, I think the the reward is worth their money risk. Is he gonna be flashy? Probably not, but I think he could be a depth guy and a guy that you just you trust to do your job and makes everybody around him better. Um, Jaron Curse, uh, safety that from Minnesota for one year, two point seven five, and Miles Killebrew, they re the resigned for one year, uh, two million dollars. Both are good special team guys, uh, but nothing to get too too excited about. Quarterback Tony McRae. Uh, he was undrafted out of North Carolina in ANT. Is that the same school? I don't even know. In 2016, McRae has um, spent time with four teams, most recently with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, he's 5'10, 185 pound, appeared in all 16 games for the Bengals last season, including two starts. Um, so I got a quote from Justin Rogers here out of the Detroit News. Um, it's likely the addition. All right, so I'm, I'm just going to read. It's likely the addition got. The stamp of approval from Lions special teams coordinator Braden Combs, 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 who served as the assistant special teams coordinator in Cincinnati a year ago. Again, that's from Justin Rogers from the Detroit News. I like that. Like, don't know anything about this guy, but I like the fact that's that's just a great point. I think because he's going to be another special teams type guy. That very important a depth guy as it's well. The body, yeah. Um, but when, when you're bringing in a coach that, like, I I think coaches know what they're doing for the most part. I trust them. And if you're bringing in someone you trust in this type of win-now scenario, like, I'm I'm 100% game with that. Um, another one, uh, Lions traded for Patriots, <laughs> another Patriot, uh, safety Duran Harmon. Good. Detroit gives up a fifth-round pick, 172 overall for Harmon, and a seventh-round pick for 250. 35th overall, who has a $5.5 million cap hit. The 28-year-old is going into his eighth season, all with the Patriots, and has only missed one game in his career. Um, Eight starts last year with five pass deflections and two interceptions. Um, I just think he's a perfect depth guy, basically. Um, He's played behind some very good corners on a very good defense with the Patriots, so, I mean, they're just they're betting on this guy developing. He's and a proven talent. He, he's been proven, and and he, he, it wasn't a step back when when he had to fill in. And he's he's taken enough snaps, snaps to know that he's legit.
1: Patriots have been the, the they were the number one overall rated defense last season, and I'm I'm assuming like just from memory, the last few years they've been one of the top de- defenses every single yeah. year. Yeah, and this guy was a part of all of those teams. That makes me feel good. These are the guys we need to bring in. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think he's it,
0: the perfect guy to to come in and challenge a warrior. Yep. for for the starting position, or just for be... for safety.
1: Sorry. So a warrior will be the cornerback or or kind of a backup cornerback. He was the rookie right. last year. Yep, my opinion. But my, my, my bad. The, no, but safety was one of our biggest issues last season because we have a really good safety, Tracy Walker. Yes. Very very good safety, but he cannot do it by himself. And the second safety that we had for the entire season after we got rid of who who did we trade Quadre Diggs. Quadre Diggs. After we got rid of Diggs, Tracy Walker was all by himself. And our our safe. And when he got hurt, our safeties were the worst in football. So these kind of say you know I I like seeing lines moving, getting some safeties, getting depth of that position because that impacts the team. That's a huge impact to this this team in the defensive backfield. <laughs>
0: We've talked a lot about free agency and just, just what the Lions have added, which I, I think depth-wise they've, they've done a, a pretty decent job. But there, there's one name that that Ken, uh, Greg, not Ken Rosenthals, Greg Rosenthals. He came out with his eight worst contracts um, that the, the free free agent signings so far this offseason. So, there is a line on this list. Okay. And I'm wondering if you can guess which one Ken Rosenthal says is is the worst the worst one
1: is the worst signing of 2020. Well, one of, top eight, top, top eight, top eight worst uh, free agent signings of 2020. Yeah, I'm gonna go with, eagle uh, offensive tackle from the Eagles, Vatai. Vatai. Okay. That was a five-year, $10 million per year signing.
0: I think that is the one that most Lions fans would say is the worst one. But that is not the one he said. It's not. It is not. So I'm going to tell you which one it was. So he said Jamie Collins, linebacker, Detroit Lions. He said, I don't really trust most players after they leave Bill Belichick. That's especially true for Collins, who already struggled once he, one, once, when he left New England for a losing team back in 2016. Even Collins' resurgence in 2019 season with the Pats became problematic toward the end when he wasn't completing his assignments and Bill Belichick benched him in the playoffs. The $18 million guaranteed over two years was far more than I expected the market to pay Collins. Huh. I thought that was interesting. I kind of like the signing. Th- that's not what I expected. I didn't either. I've, I I would have gone more with the same same thing with you, with Vaiti, v- Vatai, or whatever you want to say. Halapula <laughs> Um Halapulavati. Some
1: it, it was all there. Somewhere it was all there. All right.
0: I like it. Um, so it, it's funny because this literally just happened a- as we were prepping to record here. Um, as I was Googling this, because I want to surprise you, on, on this, and I and am too. surprised. Yeah, I, I am too. So, so what do you think about it? As I mean, a- the, Jamie Collins is
1: one of the signings that we liked because our our linebacker core needed help, and this is a veteran guy that that uh, our coaching staff knows and, and is familiar with. They know what they can get out of this guy. They know the assignments that he is going to fill. So, I in our minds, this is this is a win. In my mind, it's a win. We get yeah. a, an ex Patriots guy. There's really no way to lose, and it's not the so much money where it's hurting the Lions' chances of signing somebody else. I mean, you said it. I think we we lead the NFL and
0: in- yeah, which which is kind of lead into our next topic eventually. But um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I we're think not in cap space hurt right? No, and, now. So and to invest- overpaying for somebody, and and that's the way that he worded this by saying the 18 million guaranteed over two years is far more than I expected the market to pay Collins. Look. That's just the way that it's gonna be with the Lions. They wanted this guy. And they're going to overpay him because he brings more than just what he's going to bring on the field, I feel like.
1: I think the only way this doesn't work out in the Lions' favor is if he gets hurt. Yeah. And then and then the 18 million doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. So so I, I was Googling this this exact article and then it came up 2019. So I kind of pulled some like the exact same article I like but, it. from 2019. Um that Ken Rosen thought not Ken. Why do I keep – He's of the baseball. a baseball He's a baseball Greg guy. Rosen, Greg <laughs> Rosenthal's – Brother, probably. Yeah, I'm sure they're, they're related in some way. Um, but he came out with a, a similar list, the eight worst um, from from 2019. So he had Juwan James. Um, I think he was right in that. It, it wasn't a good year. No idea who he is. I just <laughs> <laughs> looked just up assuming. his stats. Trim um, Jackson, he was wrong. He had a good year. I, I Why didn't I write this? I actually still have it right up here. Sorry. Um, Juwan James w- was the offensive tackle for the Broncos. Uh, he, he was injured a lot, so that, that kind of hurts you. Uh, Kareem Jackson was another one with the cornerback for the Denver Broncos. I think he was wrong on that one. He had a pretty solid year. Um, I was looking at the numbers. Um, Quan Alexander, so he he was injured, so he, he had eight, he started eight games in the regular season.
1: Um, for the 49ers, for the
0: 49ers, he's he, a pretty say, good team, uh, yeah. Uh, the sorry. He's a linebacker. He, I I think he's dead wrong on that one.
1: He uh, of all the games that Quan Alexander played in last year, they only lost one game.
0: That's impressive. No, the that's, Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah,
1: I mean this guy. This guy's a playmaker. He was, he was th- pretty good. I think
0: good. he got injured right around week eight and like was out basically until the playoffs. Is I I believe the way that that went. Yeah,
1: it looks like October until uh, until the Super Bowl actually.
0: Okay. So that makes sense. Uh, Another one that he said was Mitch Morris, the center that the Bills signed. I think that he's dead wrong on that one. Uh, Jesse James. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's a tight end for the Lions. Yeah, who's that? He he, he said that was one of the worst deals. I don't think he played last year. I'll give him that one. (laughs) That was one of the worst. But the one that kind of stands out that he said was going to be one of the worst contracts was Zedarius Smith. Dead wrong, Ken. Greg. Greg. Why did Greg... You are dead wrong, Greg, and you're going to be dead wrong. You and your brother are both Jamie wrong. About Jamie Collins. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, so so what Ryan already mentioned, uh, Lions, with all the additions, I, I just thought that was going to be a fun thing we'll talk about. So we'll move back to, to where Lions additions and, and kind of where they're sitting. So Albert Breer came out on Monday morning uh, with with a tweet. He said, per the NFL's internal cap report, top 10 teams with the most cap space as of this morning, the Lions with 57.59 million lead the league in cap space. I think a lot of it has to do with the slay trade and and a couple other moves, a couple other cuts that they made um man. With with what they've added and you still have that much money to spend, I think is intriguing as a Lions fan. I'm curious to what you think about it, and, and and there there are some some names out there. I, I want to throw a couple out: J- Jadavion Clowney, Robbie Anderson, wide receiver, or Bashad Perryman. Uh, if you want to go cornerback, Logan Ryan, uh, left tackle, Jason Peters. Um, you got Ndamukong Su still out there. I mean, is there a name out there that you're like, hey, let's let's go out there and overpay for this guy and just make this position group necess- Like maybe a position group, maybe a specific position. I guess that you would like to see the Lions spend the money on.
1: I'm not really interested in paying a guy like Jadavian Clowney, the really, really big name that you'd have. I mean, we, they would have to spend You're paying for the so jersey, much money. Basically, yes. right? <laughs> yeah, they would have to spend so much not money production. to get a guy like that, and he would be good production, but not game changing. Okay, it, I I don't. It's think.
0: basically a Slay, right? Is that, is that yeah. fair to say? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I'm,
1: and again, I'm not willing to pay that for Slay. I'm not willing to pay that for a guy like Clowney. He didn't go in and and win the Super Bowl for you know the Rams when they got him. Right? Was it the Rams?
0: Uh, who traded si- for him? No, who? for
1: Jadavian Cl- Clowney.
0: Uh, I thought it was the Seahawks. Oh, Seahawks did. You're right.
1: Yeah, Seahawks. C- but, but again, I mean, they, he wasn't the difference maker making, making them a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. So, I mean, I yeah, I don't want to overpay for somebody like that. But on your list, Brashad Perriman. You like that one? I like that one because that's, that's a player that we wouldn't have to pay a whole lot of money for. And he's just a few years removed from being a, a first – I think he was either a first or an early second round draft pick.
0: Where was he out of? I, I want to say, like, did he play for Tampa Bay? Is, is that where, where he his name comes to mind, or am I way off on that?
1: He did play for Tampa Bay. He also played for the Ravens. Okay. I think he was drafted by the Ravens Uh, during the Joe Flacco. He just, he's just had some injuries. I think it's worth investing a, a decent amount of money in a high upside guy. Who might not see the field because of injury? I, I don't know. That's that's one that I think with our wide receiver core being a little bit older, probably than most of them out there, he might be the downfield threat if he stays healthy. That that could help the team. I don't. Yeah. He's not going to be. He's not going to be a Pro Bowl wide wide receiver, but I, he could be a guy that helps out this core of wide receivers that we have on the team already.
0: I think that's fair. I, I would love to see some a little bit of money spent on wide receiver because I, I like I I love Galladay. And Marvin Jones, I think Danny Amendola brings a lot. But then, if one of those guys is out, who's next? I I think you can throw Hawkinson in there, who who I think will will take a step forward here. Um, but you, I mean, you got to have another wide receiver. I like what what was it, uh, Hall? What he brought to the table when when Marvin Hall, yeah, when he was there. Um, but you can't count on him day in and day. I want to bring in someone that that you can count on. Look. I, I love that idea, and I, I'd even be okay with Robbie Anderson, honestly. Um, but the, the one that really stood out to me was, was Logan Ryan. Um, I, I would love to see another big name corner come in and just like, I, and and this is, <laughs> this is kind of a, of a Cuda in, or like argument. I you're, think
1: you're trying to get rid of a Cuda. I
0: kind of want that thought to not come into play. Right. I, you you don't like, want
1: to be tempted with a CUDA. You'd rather them fill other needs. Yeah. Fill this with Logan Ryan and then go after, this is all your grand plan to go get Tua.
0: Yeah, oh, man. Right? Yeah, maybe. I think it yeah. is. We're definitely going to have to do draft game <laughs> next next week. Because, <laughs> it's been like two weeks. Yeah. And, and we've signed players. Yeah, just mark it, mark it on yeah, your calendars. mark draft. We're, we're doing it. Mark draft. 98.0. 17.0. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, um, I but I would love to see another corner. I think w- with Trufant in there, I think that's big. I think a warrior is still solid. I I think Justin Coleman. There's a reason why we paid him what what we did, um, for for this for the nickel corner, if you will. Why do I say, if you will, all the time? I, I have no idea. It's just one a of those problem. things.
1: Um, you get a microphone in front of you, and you start doing you weird to things. You say weird things. Yeah, that, yeah, I mean, it happens to all of us. Yeah, I, right. I've got my my phrases that I go back to. I say, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah but I never say that in real life. It's just, <laughs> with a microphone, <laughs> absolutely. Yes, you're completely right. Look, if the Lions go after Logan Ryan, I would be all, I would be game for that. In, in, that would be a great signing in my in my mind. I don't think you can have too many cornerbacks on your team. If that takes away Jeffrey Okuda in the end, we're we're going to utilize that third overall pick and probably want to want to trade down even more than, than now.
0: Yeah, and look, if you don't have to take Okuda at five, you could trade down multiple times as well. And if like, then all of a sudden, it's not trading down to five so you don't lose out on Okuda. It's trading down to 12, trading down to 14, and you might be able to get... Um, Derek Brown. If that's the way you want, you could the way yeah. you want to spend your, yeah. your draft pick, and you're adding assets on top of or,
1: that, or throw that on a guy like Simmons, who is that's not. Good, it, yeah, it's not like the biggest position of need at this point. But if you start filling cornerback, then that would be a luxury to go draft a really impact player at a linebacker, and then you have, you know, like how Carolina had um, the guy who just retired recently uh, for Clay- a long Keekley. time. Yeah, Luke Keekly that's a kind of a guy that is a difference-making in their team and is a matchup nightmare for other teams. If we could bring a guy like Simmons in, even though it's not a position of need, that just enhances that defense even more.
0: Yeah, another, another thing to, to mention with Logan Ryan, he does have Patriot ties. And um, Pro Football 4-1-1 has him connected. So it's basically down to three is what they're saying is the Lions, Titans, and Giants. So the Lions are on the list. I, I say go out and get this dude. But I also want to bring up the, the whole cap space issue. It's like, there's a lot of people that are, why are you getting rid of Slay and not spending this money and you're going to have all this cap space not spending it? Look, there, there there's going to be a whole nother round of cuts before the season starts. You want to have cap space available for that. Trade deadline. You want to have cap space available. You want to have cap space available if... Look, I'm not saying go trade out, go trade for Odell Beckham Jr. But if somebody of that caliber, of a more of a position of need becomes available, you want to be able to trade for that because when these guys become available, it's not necessarily they're looking for a return for them. It's basically they this relationship's damaged and they have to get rid of them. Somebody needs to fit them under the cap space. The Lions, if they can keep this cap space available while they continue to build this depth, and you go out and make a trade. For a true high-end talent, go out and do it. That's a really There's good point. Not a lot of players, not a lot of teams that will be able to do it. As soon as a high-end name becomes available, you can cut more than seventy-five percent of the teams off of the list due to cap space alone. If you keep this cap space and you don't spend it, I'm okay with it. If it eventually, I want you to spend it, but just keep it available to keep your options open.
1: Yeah, especially going into the draft. Yeah. We're in a draft uh, uh, trade position in the draft, and if we have the space available, that's just one more uh, piece that somebody could throw into the mix to get that third overall from us to trade up. If they can include a player, an impact player in that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've heard Christian McCaffrey as a name that's like the Carolina Panthers might eventually need to move on from. Okay, well, here's your opportunity. Yeah, we have tons of money. Come on in. We'll pay you. We'll get things figured out. Like, I'm not saying that's who you go out and get. But no, I would go the, get them. Yeah, I would yeah. too. But, like, depending <laughs> no, on good. the Let's way do it, it do works it. out and who you're giving up. But at the same time, it's like that's what cap space is for is to pay the, the hole. that you're, you're trying to fill a hole with the cap space. And if you don't have the cap space, you can't fill any holes. So Fill the hole. Fill it. Just like our cups. We'll fill up our, our cups with beer. Is that good? Good transition, I think so. Yeah. yeah, we'll see how it turns out. I
1: didn't realize we were going, you just started.
0: <laughs> I did, didn't I? My, <laughs> my apologies, there. Um, uh, <laughs> you just called, uh, anyways, oh, I just called you out <laughs> on the transition we yeah. Didn't, yeah, okay, oh well. nobody
1: cares, is what it is.
0: <laughs> um, it is time for our beer grades, uh, but before we do for episode 47. Uh, I want to, re- again, remind everyone that although you cannot sit while you eat and drink at the Hobbs Brewing Company and Cafe, you do not have to miss out on their great beer during the shutdown. They are open Monday through Friday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., so you can continue to support the, them by purchasing crawlers, growlers, gift cards, and merchandise. They have great beer and a great staff that we need to support now more than ever The Hops is the official brewery of State of My Sports in 2020. And if you mention State of My Sports, you will get a dollar off your first crowler. So our beer grades are sponsored by them. And Ryan, you are going to start us off with a beer grade. Decadent
1: Dark Chocolate Ale by Atwater Brewery. Uh, This was a 5% alcohol by volume. Um, They don't really even have a a description on this. I think it's pretty much just an ale with uh, dark chocolate. (laughs) And that's kind of what it tasted like it's super average if you're looking for the little it's it's the chocolate is pretty mild it's not going to just take over the flavor of the beer I think that's a good thing it's not it's not over but it's but I'm not going to say this is like the best beer either um I might just be biased because I feel like Atwater is kind of I don't want to call them out, I guess, but but I think it's pretty average overall. I'm yeah, not, there's nothing really special about.
0: Nothing stands out. Yeah, they just kind of make mediocre of everything.
1: Yeah, like you can drink it, obviously. Yeah, but yeah. but it, um,
0: I've never met somebody that's like, hey, that's, let's go to Atwater. Yeah, And I know. Get this beer.
1: I would say you it's, know what I mean? it's nothing to really write home about. Yeah, <laughs> there you <laughs> that's go. That's the best way to put it. Oh, Kyle, I miss him. I <laughs> miss him. I, I'll give it a um, a oh. Okay, the most average I could think of. Yeah. I don't
0: know. All right. So I have um, Hopfield, uh, which is from Brewery Vivant in East Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, They say it's their farmhouse IPA. It's a celebration of native Michigan hops that we carefully selected to give juicy flavors reminiscent of pineapple, tangerine, and pear. Uh, It's solid 7% volume. Like, it's a good IPA, but it's nothing that I'm would would go out and pick and that's kind of where I met with Brewery vivant as well, like I'd never have had a beer that I'm too excited about. I don't know what their style is I think their their farm farmhouse is kind of their their style of right is that
1: yeah is that fair i don't I don't know, I'm not really sure. I actually know them more for their food than their beer
0: okay i and I've never ate there, which we talked about during beer intros, right so um all comes together. Yeah, it does. It's amazing. I think it's called a callback when you're making jokes, but I don't know what it's called in the podcast industry.
1: We we killed it with our callbacks.
0: <laughs> we do. <laughs> we do. Um, I'm going to go with it I, 6, 7. Okay. I would drink it. It's just, I don't know. I, I was a little disappointed. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. So, so it brings it right below that average level. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. But I mean, I again, I, w- I would drink it. It's just... I would choose a lot of IPAs over it. So, uh, well, that, that, that was episode 47. And, Ryan, again, I appreciate you recording. And we stayed six feet apart, six or more feet apart this whole time. The whole so,
1: time. We, uh, yeah, it, we were not we, close.
0: We're, we're doing a good job. So don't think that this podcast is, is breaking any rules or laws. Um, nobody was harmed in the making of this podcast. Right. Don't
1: try to shame us. We'll shame you. Yeah,
0: exactly. So... Well, thank you again for recording. Thank you all for listening and watching. We'll talk to you guys next week, if not sooner. Peace.